the Defenders podcast, the fan podcast about the Marvel Netflix series. I'm Claire. I'm Tammy. <laughs> Yay! Like <laughs> Matt, and Matt and Mel are not here this week, those crazy Canadians. <laughs> uh, they are off doing stuff. So instead, we have the best of best guests. We have the uh, the Colleen Wing of podcasting. Uh, only because it begins with C. It's Caitlin! Yay! 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 Hey. I'm so flattered. Because <laughs> Clean Wing is awesome. <laughs> we love her. I know a little bit of Taekwondo, so maybe that oh, nice. you know, helps. <laughs> Sweet. Do you like get people to like attack you in the street so you can improve your skills? <laughs> All the time. <laughs> so, um, Caitlin, you've been on our podcast before, obviously. Oh, Caitlin, mm-hmm. I should ask. Are you Caitlin or Kate now? Because on Facebook, you're Kate. Um, well, you can call me either. Typically, I go by Caitlin. I don't know. Oh, okay, Maybe cool. I'm starting a, a, a trend here. People are calling <laughs> me Kate more now. <laughs> Caitlin or Kate. Caitlin slash Kate. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, have you have you watched um, like have you watched all of Iron Fist so far? Are you just up to sort of this episode or? No, I watched all of it um, over the course oh. of like four days. Yeah, I was wow. I really enjoy- Yeah, I was really looking forward to it. I don't know Ooh. what it was about it. I think that, um, for me, Danny Rand is almost like a Dickensian character. Uh, <laughs> he he's like, that. yeah, he, cause he kind of has that, like, uh, I don't know, that desire just to do, like, pure good. And, uh, he really reminds me of Nicholas Nickleby, cause Nicholas Nickleby also gets really bad at people. And, like, <laughs> I was thinking of Pip, but I don't know if he's, uh-huh. yeah, I think he's more Nicholas Nickleby than Pip. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because also, yeah, and Pip kind of gets given everything rather than have money already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'd love it if they were all walking around in Iron Fist with, like, Dickensian, like, Cockney accents. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know brilliant. that, uh, yeah, some of the characters uh, do speak with English accents, don't they, normally? So they cool. do. <laughs> <laughs> there are some in- interesting accents coming up. I'm sure you'll find them amusing, Tammy. <laughs> oh, boy. Rebecca and I found them amusing, and we are both English. <laughs> so there we go. <laughs> um, so did you enjoy the series, um, Caitlin? Obviously, without spoilers. I did. I really enjoyed it. Oh, cool. I, That's I, cool. Yeah. I, I don't. Yeah. It's a completely different feel, of course, from the mm-hmm. other Defenders as we see in Episode One. Um, but I don't know. I, I tend to like things pretty easily, though. So. <laughs> That's cool. That's a good way to be. Than just not like anything. <laughs> yeah, so, life is so there, much more enjoyable. <laughs> exactly. So there's uh, only a little bit of news this week that um, uh, there will be two interviews coming out this weekend that I did. Um, the first one was with David Sakurai. I cannot say his surname. Who is in episode six of Iron Fist? Um, Caitlin might remember him. He has a memorable scene with a karaoke machine. So he was awesome to speak to. He was such a sweetheart. Um, So I'll be releasing that this weekend. And then also a few days ago, I interviewed Stephanie Maslansky, who is the costume designer for the Marvel series. And she was amazing to talk to, really, really generous with her time, Uh, has just finished working on The Defenders, so was having a little break. Um, So that interview will be coming out as well. I got to ask her a lot of uh, questions from the listeners. Uh, She went into a lot of detail about the Jessica Jones costume, which was really fun to hear about. Uh, Danny Rand's costume. Um, Yeah, just like some really cool stuff. It was it was really fun to talk to her. Uh, So keep an eye out for those. So anyway, this week we are talking about episode two of Iron Fist. Shadow Hawk takes flight. 
Um, I have been told apparently all the titles of these episodes are Shaolin uh, Kung Fu moves. That's all I know about them, so I don't know if anyone does this move in the episode or not. I assume it's just called this because we see the hawk taking flight uh, in this episode. But this episode was written by Scott Buck and directed by John Dahl, the same team that worked on last week's episode. And quick synopsis is Danny struggles with his new surroundings. Colleen dishes out a harsh lesson and Joy sends an unconventional message via MMs. (laughs) 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 So we open basically where we left off with howling wind on the snow. And then we get quite a cool transition where it turns into Danny strapped into bed and Tammy throws up in her mouth because we get a close-up of his feet again. <laughs> but but they're, they're at least, isn't he wearing shoes in those? Uh, I think he's wearing shoes. He's wearing those it, um, ancient shoes that, uh, whatever. Oh, he is. But I thought his shoes were next to him in the, Oh, no, his shoes are on the floor next to the bed. Oh, that's okay. So we have no, no bare feet, so that's good. Yes. But yeah, yes. he is we he's not looking good. in shoes this episode. He's wearing shoes. There is one point where he's not when he's like harnessing his G or whatever yes. and his big toe was so big it like it was distracting <laughs> I love your so... own toe watch Tammy <laughs> I can't help it it grosses me out <laughs> Look, as someone as someone who has really really tiny toes like the, you know, basically little nubbins of skin I'm jealous of people that have proper toes so okay toe envy I don't know if he was that's a proper toe I oversized like I would like long toes, like monkey toes, you can swing through the trees with. That would be cool. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So this is where we find out that he's in Birch Psychiatric Hospital, and uh, we meet uh, uh, Simon, who's pretending to be a doctor. (laughs) He's pretty convincing. Yeah, Yeah, he's very smiley. It's like, when he's like, oh yeah, you should just kill yourself. Here's a fork. Is that a yes? And he's like, no, 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 it's not. No. It's like, good morning, Danny. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's also, a bit scary. like, where did he get the lab coat looking thing? Like, <laughs> I don't know. And I'm guessing Danny's, ra- Danny's room was probably locked as well. It seems like Simon, you know, <laughs> it's free run of the place. Yeah, sneaky Simon. Well, he, he, really he does, does do the tours. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. But look, yeah, he's wearing a lab coat. Like, I, I don't know. I think he just went and grab the lockers but if they if this is something that they think he is prone to do you think that they would like make sure he's locked up at all times like simon <laughs> like when there's new guys in the building <laughs> like oh i don't know so uh the orderlies obviously come in and they take uh, simon out and then they force drugs into danny and he zones out again um and uh yeah so he's pretty zoned zoned out and and drugged up and then and we think, cut. Oh, I think sorry, this is when they said they're going to clean him up. And I'm thinking, like, why is it taking so long to clean him up? <laughs> and they don't seem to because he, no. I mean, yeah, he looks a bit clean in his outfit later. But they, I mean, they, can give him drugs. they can give him drugs without consent, but they certainly can't shave his beard off without consent. <laughs> <laughs> well, they could, like, wash it in his clothes. <laughs> but it's such a beautiful beard. <laughs> like... You don't want to, you know, it's a it's a thick beard, it's curly. Yeah. You don't want to cut that off without uh, consent. No. We also get a yeah. shot very ominously sort of looking at the, the overhead camera, uh, the surveillance camera as well. So it's like, oh, someone's watching. Uh, yeah. Then we cut to um, Joy and Ward, uh, or because of uh, last week's episode, now I just think of... Uh, 
Don Jr. and Ivanka Trump because it is really fun watching pretending that they are the Trump children. Um, and they are discussing buying warehouses in Brooklyn. And Ward seems to know a lot more than than Joy. And then Ward um, pops a pill or an M&M. We don't know at this point. Could be an M&M. Uh, and they're discussing the Danny wannabe. And I put in my notes, I bet Tammy really likes Joy's blue blouse. I do. It's such a great color. I thought you'd also be pleased, Tammy, to to know that I told Stephanie Maslansky that you were a big fan of Joy's wardrobe. (laughs) She seemed very pleased. I was going to say, was she appreciative of that? Yeah, she seemed very pleased. (laughs) So um, when we go back to to Danny, uh, so when we obviously go back to this, were you guys thinking, oh, he's going to be in a hospital the entire episode, you know, type thing? Or were you sort of quite intrigued as to where it was going to go? I was pretty frustrated. Mm-hmm. I think because I want to see Danny out in the world. I mean, if he's just in a hospital, you're like, oh, is this actually all real after all? Is he actually Danny Rand? Or... Yeah. Yeah. I guess, like, I mean, I I knew he's going to be Danny Rand. Like, <laughs> that kind of part was just like, all right, at some point they're either going to believe him or they're not. But we know, you know, what's happening here. Um, I don't think I minded the fact that we were in the hospital, like, most of the episode because I the series is what 13 episodes mm-hmm. i was like we're not gonna spend 13 episodes in the hospital uh, oh tammy i've got some bad news for you i'm sorry oh so he was caught when he escaped yeah, at the end, he escapes at the end and is immediately caught again <laughs> <laughs> okay. every episode he breaks out but then gets caught <laughs> prison break situation uh yeah i don't know i like i guess if if we had spent more than this episode i would have been frustrated mm-hmm. but just this one i kind of like seeing him with uh simon i really like simon character so i was yeah. like i guess i was okay because he's kind of fun so i knew once we leave we probably won't get him uh much uh, going forward so. <laughs> unless he follows danny's big hole in the wall yeah they're all gonna escape up. it's gonna be like like arkham asylum if everyone escaping <laughs> the scarecrow the penguin because, you know, it's obviously DC as well. No, it's just like all the big yeah. Marvel villains escape as well. <laughs> It'll be amazing. <laughs> oh, so, um, so meanwhile, Danny is in bed and we flash back to him meditating on a mountaintop with a little hawk flying overhead. And then it cuts immediately to the plane crash again, uh, which we've obviously seen before. And then Danny awakens to find another doctor next to him. And I would be really suspicious because I'd be like, OK, yeah. are you going to try and kill me? Like, what the hell? And this is Dr. So Edmonds. just a question mm-hmm. um, about this whole meditating thing. Like, where does that weird special effect? Do you guys convince that, you know, that's just like a, a cool special effect for, to show that it's a flashback? Or do you think like something else is going on in Danny's head? Oh. Um, we sort of discussed it a bit last week because it was they were showing it when he was getting agitated in the, the lift. And then that's yeah. when he was flashing back to the plane. But it was like he was kind of anxious yeah. and he was sort of losing control. And I like it as an effect for mm-hmm. that. But as an effect for a flashback, I don't think it's that effective. I think I, stuff like the snow going into the bed is, is much... I like yes. that better. But yeah. as, a, as an anxiety effect, if that's what it is, like a PTSD um, effect to kind of visually show that, I quite like it. Uh, I mixed. I am mm-hmm. okay with it. I feel like it's being, I mean, we're only two episodes in and I already feel like it's being overused. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. It's, it's just so much. It's like, it would have been cool if it was 
not done every single time that we see a flashback. It's like, all right, I get it. And I do think it has to do more of a PTSD anxiety thing for him. Mm. And that I, I do think that that's more of it. And it's all linked to obviously that plane crash, Mm -hmm. but, um, you know, and and to be honest, I'm kind of like done seeing his parents die over and over again. I was going to say that that's yeah, that's more what I think. Yeah, like yeah. the I think the plane crash by this point is kind of time. overdone. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was kind of half hoping when they do that shot of him meditating on a mountaintop before he de- has the flashback to the plane crash that he was almost like meditating himself into like another dimension or re- plane. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah, <laughs> he could just like vanish yeah. <laughs> out of the hospital. <laughs> That'd be so cool. Yeah. That's what I was expecting him to do, actually, like the whole episode. Anyways. <laughs> so Danny Danny um, is frustrated because he can't focus his chi while he's on drugs, on the drugs they've got him on. So we go back to another flashback and we see little Danny in the snow. And this is when he starts to tell Dr. Edmonds about what happened. And, I mean, this is kind of horrific hearing what actually, because yeah. we know that this happened to him. Because yeah. he can see the plane in pieces and then he found the dead pilots and then he found his dad dead in the plane and has no idea what happened to his mum, never found his mum. I mean, that's horrible. Like, oh, you know, that just, oh, it's just awful. It makes you think of like the plane crash in, um, what was that movie? Uh, Alive? Oh, you know, the yeah. one in the Andes in the, where they plane crash into the snow and just, oh, it's just horrible. Well, um, when he said something like, oh, he was just trying to survive, I was like, oh, my God, did he eat his, <laughs> did he eat his dad? <laughs> he ate his dad. <laughs> oh, by the way, Tammy, I forgot to say last week. That way. <laughs> did, did you think every time they show his dad, did you think that he look, kind of looks like Misha Collins? Because I do every time I see him. Um, I don't know. Now I'm going to have to relook at it. <laughs> That would be amazing now, if he's like... Now, next time they show me the plane crash scene, I'll look for that. <laughs> <laughs> what would he do if he's talking to, like, Dr. Edmonds and he says this sad story and he's like, and then I ate my dad? And he's like, whoa, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Aye, aye, aye. Yeah. Um, so Danny collapsed in the snow and was found by Chodak and Tashi from the Order of the Crane Mother. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and there's a great quote here, which I won't say until we get to quotes. Um, and the doctor brings up John Anderson um, from Toronto because that is the name on the passport that Danny um, was was found with. And Danny denies ever seeing that passport, which I don't understand why. Like, why does he? Den- I mean, yeah, he's kind of protecting himself from doing a crime. But I mean, they're obviously going to go, well, it was on you, and this is a photo of you, you donut. Um, yeah. You know. Yeah. But uh, this but is I, one of the, the sort of things I think, like uh, you were saying a, a sort of minute ago, Caitlin, about this episode in that I do think, I, I, I don't know how they would have done it, but I do think it would have been interesting if we as the audience didn't know if this, we didn't understand everything. We didn't understand what the Iron Fist was. and We didn't understand that he could actually mm-hmm. fight and we hadn't seen him do anything amazing up until this point. Because mm-hmm. obviously in the first episode, we saw him leap over that taxi and we saw him leap up into the the uh, Joy's apartment and we saw him kind of calm down the dog and everything. But if we hadn't, if he just appeared and just seemed like, like someone who just randomly turned up, who was obviously like mentally ill, um, 
I think that reveal at the end of this episode would have been much more awesome, where it's like, oh no, oh, yeah. this dude legit has magic powers, you know? Yeah, like, <laughs> they could have almost, like, made this episode and the first ep like, pieces of the first episode, yeah. one episode, and made this yeah. the beginning episode. And I think it might have been a little more impactful. Yeah, if yeah. they had him, like, dragged in, or it started with him being, like, just kind of being brought to this hospital because this person, yeah. Joy Meacham, has said, no, this guy's turned up and said he's this guy who died 15 years ago. I think I think there's a way they could have done it, but I think also they had to placate the fans because there were there were people watching, uh, even not, not just the fans, the critics, there were people watching it who were frustrated that there wasn't um, enough action in the first two episodes, and even people that were saying, well, we don't even get to see the Iron Fist until the start of the second episode, at the end of the second episode, which personally I think is fine, because it's not yeah. something we need to see all, all the time, you know. But um, So I think that's why they had him fighting in, in episode one, and they, they showed that, because they have to kind of go, oh no, here's some of the more mystical Iron Fist fighting stuff, you know, to please people, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it is an issue and they could have maybe tweaked it a little bit better. Um, so in the next scene, Colleen, who I love, by the way, I'm going to follow up every time I say Colleen with who I love, uh, is shopping at a Asian food market. She's carrying her training sword and uh, she seems to be being followed by several people um, who then jump her and she manages to fight off. And then we find out that she told them to follow her, but like, obviously not when. And she just kind of insults them all and tells them they're all rubbish and to do a better job. Yeah. <laughs> like, did you guys, did you know that's what was going to happen? Or were you kind of quite surprised by that? I, I was surprised. I mean, I didn't know that she would have her students follow her so she could fight them in the street. No, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't yeah. expect that. <laughs> Same. Yeah. It was, and everyone's just like watching and, and like, yeah, go girl. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of crazy. And she says to one of them, "You move." Oh, I don't know if that's someone's quote. So it is. I, don't know no. I, <laughs> I won't say. It. Okay, cool. I won't say. It. <laughs> Some good lines there for sure. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so in the next scene, Danny uh, is unstrapped, and Simon starts to give him the tour, and uh, introduces him to Dink, Leo, and Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Dink, who killed his parents with a hammer. Leo, who uh, used to be on meth, and Tony, who is an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> I just okay. thought, Dink. I was like, Dink, what? <laughs> <laughs> and this guy who plays Dink, I haven't looked him up, but I recognize him from, like, so many things, and I swear every time he just plays, like, a big guy, you know, just beats up people. Um, but I definitely recognize that actor. Uh, and I love the way that Dink pushes past Danny, like, they're at school, like, ooh, out of my way. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. It's just, like, very playground, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've basically made the mental hospital here seem like a, a high school situation, but with adults. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. Um, and Danny's obviously convinced he'll be out in 72 hours. And we find out that, like, some of these guys, like, one of these guys has been in there for, like, 15 years. And I'm like, I was thinking, wow, the healthcare is amazing. <laughs> like, who's paying <laughs> for this? I didn't understand because he made it seem like, okay, yeah, they say 72 hours, but pretty much he, he made it seem like everybody ends up just staying, like getting yeah. some disorder and staying and nobody <laughs> leaves. And I'm just thinking, who's paying for all of this? Yes. I mean, Danny, Danny is super rich. 
because obviously he's Danny Rand, but not at this point because it hasn't been no. proven that he's Danny Rand. So who, and he doesn't have insurance. So who's paying? Well, I think for Danny it was the Meachams because they're they're the ones that put him oh, there. Yeah, and they're, but but who I. I don't see that. The Meacham's paying for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Meacham's aren't paying for Dink. Come on. No. <laughs> Unless they're using it for, like, drug trials or something. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Mm. Uh, and Dink doesn't like being called a mindless donkey. And then I wrote in my notes, haha, dinky donkey. Because <laughs> this is the kind of thing I laugh at to myself. <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, so this is when we see Danny fight for the first time in here. Although he doesn't really fight, he just kind of takes Dink down with a punch or again uses his sort of um, momentum against him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And of course he gets strapped down again. Because uh, it's his fault that Dink came and assaulted him. <laughs> yeah, it's his fault that Simon called him a mindless donkey. <laughs> <laughs> but, then, but then, guys, it gets emotional in the next scene because uh, Simon is the first person to call him Danny. Oh, yeah. Um, and then we get his his phone call, obviously, to Colleen, who quite quite <laughs> rightly is like, who? Who the hell's Danny? And then he's like, you know, that, that homeless guy and uh, told I'm you you should do shoes. kung fu. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the guy you forced to wear shoes. The one who stole your leaf, your flyer. <laughs> and I did like that he was holding the flyer when he phoned her, you yeah. know, because that was obviously he still had that on him. I thought that was quite cool. Yeah. I didn't know. I, I mean, it was kind of strange to me that they let him keep all of his things because I would think, well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how it works. So maybe that's the thing. But I was just M- like, maybe he just he was a danger. Like Maybe they would hold his things for him. Mm-hmm. Maybe he just put well, he that fire down, in a very he? secure place. <laughs> Whoa. <Maybe>. Whoa. <laughs> you mean you Pulp Fiction, that flyer? Whoa. <laughs> So, meanwhile, Ward visits Harold, who is is boxing, and then Harold goes, hey, I, uh, I've i put cameras in Danny's room, and this is him talking about the rescue. But that's crazy, because there's no monasteries near the plane crash. And uh, Tammy, were you appreciative that poor Kyle has been researching all night? Yes! <laughs> Kyle! Oh he really God. is the hero of this series. <laughs> I love him so much, and I'm just like, I just want him to be free. Kyle, there are other jobs out there. Believe me, I know, Kyle. <laughs> Kyle, we've all left bad jobs and found happiness elsewhere. You too can do this, Kyle. You can be free. Oh. Don't stay, Kyle. It's not worth whatever the money is. Oh, God. It's Poor definitely Kyle. not worth whatever money they're paying. <laughs> Um, Ward wants to lobotomize Danny or just dope him up on Thorazine. It's like, whoa, okay. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but he's like, yeah, they don't really lobotomize people anymore. No, no, they don't. There's a good reason. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's that it's inhumane. Um, and Harold tells Ward to go and talk to Colleen. And Ward, I love... See, this is the start of Ward being, like, my favourite character. Because Ward is just so done with all this this bullshit. And I love it. <laughs> like, um, particularly later, where he just does not get Joy's M&M logic. <laughs> it's just like, whatever. <laughs> um, I think he's great. Uh, so, meanwhile, back in his room, Danny is chanting a Buddhist mantra and meditating... And we see the flashback of the mountain and the hawk again, but then it cuts to the plane crash. And Dr. Edmonds pays him a little visit. And this is when he admits to buying a stolen passport in Morocco. 
I think this is also the time, yeah, where he's like meditating with his feet crossed and he has like the world's biggest toe. Mm. Oh, I haven't seen his biggest toe. I might have to. Have aye, aye, aye. No, you really <laughs> don't. You don't have to. <laughs> it's frightening. What big toes you have, Danny Rand. Aye, aye, I think aye. that's just the angle, Tammy. Maybe. But it looked <laughs> massive. It looked like he could he could kill somebody with it. <laughs> with that toe. Iron toe. <laughs> what if he could channel his chi into his toe? <laughs> In just that one toe. That would be amazing. <sighs> so uh, Colleen has finished her class at the dojo and Ward arrives. Um I love Colleen in this scene. I mean, I love Colleen in every scene, but I like that she, we can see that she's thinking about this. Like when he introduces himself, she's got her back to him and you could see she's kind of like, okay, like, you know, what's all this about? Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you guys think like about her. this? Like, oh, go on, sorry. I, was say, I like her slouchy workout top. <laughs> I know. Yeah. She's got it's another so workout funny. top later that I like with all the yeah. straps. Oh, yeah. yeah. I Well, okay, so I've seen those. I was telling Dan, I was like, I've seen those, like, sports bras with all the straps, and I wanted one, but then my fear is I'm just going to wear it. <laughs> so, uh, like, out to places. So I just thought maybe I should not get that. That'd be bad. You should just do it, Tammy. You should do it. <laughs> just wear fun sports bras. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> just, just a sports bra, no top. Yeah. Look, I'm gonna make I'm I'm gonna make a confession now. Yesterday I might have bought myself a little pair of pajama shorts that are stripy and have a picture of Nemo from Finding Nemo in them. <laughs> and I, I'm kinda of tempted to just wear those out in public when it gets hot. <laughs> so I say wear whatever you want because they're super cute little shorts. They might yeah. be pajama ones. I don't care. <laughs> oh my god. Look Tammy, you could start a trend. I, I feel like other people are probably doing that already, but um, maybe if I were in my 20s, <laughs> that was a different time. Uh, uh, never too late, Tammy, never too late. But sorry, so, Jean, you had a question. No, it's okay. Uh, oh, no, I was going to say, what did you guys think about um, like this whole thing with the paperwork? I mean, y- you know, you don't really think Colleen's going to sign it and stuff, but... I mean, we've obviously seen that Colleen needs money and everything. So I would be tempted if I was her. Because mm-hmm. she doesn't know this. She doesn't know Danny. Like, she doesn't know anything about him. I think she was tempted. I think yeah. she almost- yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I appreciate how she holds her ground with Ward, though. Like, Ward is being, like, super, like, devious. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, she ho- she definitely holds her ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. I think she's great. She's my hero. Yeah, and I wonder uh, how it would have, because at this point, you know, she spoke to Danny on the phone, and he kind of mentioned the Meachums, and, and how they're, you know, tr- they're the ones that did this to him, and all this stuff, and so she kind of already has that in her head, whereas, mm-hmm. like, if she hadn't spoken to Danny, she might have potentially just signed the paperwork then. Yeah. Because she doesn't know what's going on, so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um... So in the next scene, Danny visits uh, Dr. Edmonds, who's like, oh, I was about to come and see you. And this is when he shows him the commercial by Rand that has the family, including Misha Collins, Tammy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he looks so much like Misha Collins. So crazy. Uh, <laughs> I find one and... thing funny about his computer, though. He has like a picture of a... Oh, okay. Never mind. That was the beginning of the commercial. There's like a picture of an oil rig in the background. I'm like, why is that his background? But it's part of the video. 
<laughs> he loves those oil rigs. <laughs> you know, like when people put like pictures of where they want to go on holiday on their computer background. He's like, oh, one day I won't be a doctor anymore. I'm gonna go and work on an oil rig like Ben Affleck in Armageddon. <laughs> <laughs> He's living the dream. And uh, this is when, obviously, Danny talks about going to the circus after the commercial because he wanted to be an acrobat. And then he kind of loses his temper a bit and trashes uh, the office. Just, just a little it's like, bit. It's like, Danny, every time you're unrestrained, you do something and then you get restrained again. <laughs> Maybe learn from learn, learn from it, Danny. I know you're frustrated. I feel like he hasn't emotionally matured from the time he went into Kunlun from the time he left. <laughs> which, which actually makes sense. I think that makes sense because he is... I like I do I do like the the sort of comparison almost between like him and and we were talking about him and Star Lord last week in terms of like yeah. the music and stuff, but I think both of them are kind of like uh, characters that that sort of mature during like the the film or the series in this case or whatever mm-hmm. because he hasn't been around um, his peers he's presumably he hasn't been around that many other children. I mean, we don't know in terms of Conlon. Um, hasn't been around, I mean, has no experience really, I'm guessing, in talking to girls and things. Doesn't have no experience of being in this kind of a society. So it would sort of make sense that he doesn't know what he's doing. Well, it shows. Yeah. <laughs> and also when he was a kid, he would get everything given to him because he was yeah. rich. Yeah. Yeah. Look, guys, he's just a little puppy. He needs to learn. He needs to train <laughs> to be a dog. Well, he's a bad, bad puppy this episode. Bad puppy, Danny. <laughs> um, so then we go back to uh, <laughs> to Meacham Tower, and Kyle is apologising for hiring <laughs> such a helpful shrink. Oh, Kyle. Oh. And then he apologises for apologising. Oh. <laughs> oh, I love Kyle. Kyle hero of the episode. Um <laughs> And then Harold is has got his like glass of green juice, whatever that is. Yeah. But this whole bit about him, like about the belt, and yep. I was like, is he going to beat the shit out of Kyle? You better not. He's done all the hours. I mean, that's like, ugh. Like, there's uh, something going on with uh, Harold clearly. Yeah. Well, yeah. I and guess me- if you're like stuck there like forever, like that's my go. Well, fifteen that. years, or no, fifteen, twelve years, I think it was. Oh God. Mm. That almost seems Kyle? like this. <laughs> it almost seems like this Danny Rand situation for him is just some fascinating puzzle he can occupy his time with. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, I guess you just see anything that is going to pass time as something good, you know. Mm-hmm. He clearly hasn't discovered Netflix yet because I'd just be like, "Hey, I can watch him." <laughs> <laughs> he can watch himself. Meet him Inception. Um, <laughs> So while Dr. Edmonds is packing up in the next scene, this is when he calls Joy and he asks her about the commercial and she backs up his story and obviously makes her pretty curious um, about this. So obviously we're getting we've got quite a bit of joy in this in this episode. But Joy's suddenly you know, starting to kind of realise uh, that it might be Danny. She will only be convinced once the M&M proof has appeared, obviously. <laughs> um, and then Danny is obviously drugged and restrained again, of course. And then we get the creepiest scene ever. <laughs> the creepiest rendition of Danny Boy I have ever heard. Oh, yeah. Like, David Wenham, you're giving me the creeps like anything. <laughs> this is so creepy. Um, yeah, like, what do you guys think about this? Because obviously, like, Harold is saying, oh, yeah, I am dead. Uh, I'm just a spooky ghost appearing to you. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, like, what do you guys think about it? Because he's obviously trying to get information from Danny, and he seems very interested when Danny says that he's the sworn enemy of the hand. Mm-hmm. So, like, Caitlin, shush. But, Tammy, what do you think's going on here? <laughs> I'm just well, winking at you, Caitlin. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just think that, um, I, I don't know, I'm just intrigued by the whole idea of, I, I, in all my notes, I just call him Daddy Meacham. <laughs> um, <laughs> so many connotations there. Yeah, Ooh, just call me Daddy. But yeah, so I don't, I, I find it very intriguing. I just, like, the, and later on when we see the handprint on the glass, mm-hmm. and it seems like he knows. So I don't know what he knows, but Ward obviously knows nothing. Annoying. And Joy knows even less. Yeah, poor Joy. I feel bad for her. She becomes such a sad sack by the end of this episode. Joy hasn't known for tw- for twelve years. Joy thought her dad was dead. Yeah, like oh, that's insane. But yeah, I, just, I mean, uh, it obviously hasn't done any good for Ward though. <laughs> yeah, not at all. But yeah, yeah. I, I'm just I'm intrigued by what he knows and the fact that he wants to use Danny as like a pawn or his defense against the hand. It's like, well, what the, what are you into that? Like you're the, you're also an enemy of the hand. Yeah. And that you're pretending you're dead. Yeah. Cause you're not a good person. So it's not like you're trying to take down the hand. You obviously did something to piss them off. So I, I'm more intrigued by, uh, by his character now versus last week where I was just kind of like, I don't know why he's such a weirdo. Like, why is he pretending to be dead? <laughs> like, um, if I were to pretend to be dead, I would just move out of the country, like, somewhere nice. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, live in a, I mean, it is a nice apartment, but, mm, nah. But, like, <laughs> you've got Skype these days. Like, Ward could Skype to him, you know? Exactly. go see him in person. He could, what like, be sitting on a beach or something. Me. Yeah, he could just have, like, secret files Ward sends him. Like, I, this is yeah. silly for him to have to live there. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's got all the money. Yeah. But, but he's like, this is like Trump Tower. It's happen. it's him in, you know, it's it's <laughs> Trump in Trump Tower. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, if, if it has something to do with a hand, and he needs, like, really everyone in the world to think he's dead, yeah. then that's different. And then that's actually interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, the next the next scene is where he sees the handprint. Oh, sorry, go on, say that again. I'm just say saying, I, I just feel bad for Danny. This this scene where he's so drugged up, yeah, just out of it and doesn't know what's real and you know. And because this guy, like Harold, to him is the closest thing to a father. That yeah. he's like the second father figure that he's lost because he lost his dad, found his dad dead, came back to New York expecting to go and see Harold, who is you know, like his his other father almost, and comes back and finds out that he's dead and and Joy and Ward want nothing to do with him and are the ones that put him in this place. Um, you know, and clearly nothing's going how he thought it would, but yeah, he just doesn't know what's real at this point. It's it's yeah, it's sad. I feel I feel bad for Danny. Mm-hmm. Um and the next scene is obviously where we see the handprint at the window, which I think when Rebecca and I watched this, because obviously David Wenham was in Lord of the Rings, we were like, oh, the white hand of Saruman, <laughs> like Saruman was there. 
Um, and it says, where did you go? And we see the print yeah. is on the outside of the glass. I love that reveal where he tries oh, to like clean God. it off. And then it's like, oh, crap. Whoever yeah. wrote that wrote that backwards. And it's really impressive. Yeah. 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 Good, good work, whoever that was. Uh, <laughs> good work, Mr. Hand or Mr. Hand. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Hand. That just makes you think of South Park. <laughs> <laughs> um, so meanwhile, Joy is in her office and she's looking at old photos. And uh, this character, the sort of secretary, is called Megan, by the way. Uh, she asks Megan's opinion if little Danny looks like the homeless guy that was in there the other day. And I would be like, no. Because little Danny's got super straight hair and adult Danny has the curliest of curly hair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's been eating lots of his cr- his bread crusts, which my mum always told me would put curls in my hair. He's eaten <laughs> nothing but crusts for 15 years. <laughs> and this is when um, uh, Joy reveals her Tammy-like stash of sweets and chocolate in her office. Oh my god. <laughs> so, I thought you would bring... You would say that first of all. I almost wrote down my notes. <laughs> Mrs. Berkeley is going to bring up my candy stash. I think you should. I, th- I think I have to explain this. I might have mentioned it on the podcast before, but oh. I have. I have visited Tammy in her old job in her office. Um, during which she opened a cupboard that was behind her desk, and it was like opening the door to Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. <laughs> it was like, awesome. it was just full of all the chocolate and all the sweets ever. <laughs> and this is what this made me think of, because I was like, oh, damn, Joy has got a big stash of M&Ms in that cupboard. Oh, my God, it's like Tammy's uh, chocolate heaven stash. <laughs> understand joys like because i'll go ahead and i will explain myself (laughs) so because i had an office i managed a team i wanted to sugar them up to keep them going like carl i made them work very late at night (laughs) i um i would just keep a lot of candy on hand and so i would ask everyone like okay what's your favorite candy and i would go and make sure i had that in stock so there were m&ms there a lot of Lots of gummy bears, jelly beans, jelly beans. Uh, yeah, I, different kinds of like little, the fun size chocolates, like bags of those. So yeah, one of my drawers at that office was completely like that's all it was was candy, and then there'd be like boxes of like you know like one or two boxes of like here's some Chex Mix and here's some crackers in case people didn't want sweet stuff. We say uh, a drawer, but. We mean a drawer like you could fit a person in. <laughs> like that's yeah, how big no, that drawer was, Sammy. I don't know if it was that big, but it was it was a regular like credenza size drawer. It was not a little drawer like next to your seat under your desk. It was yes. it was a very large drawer. Um, but when you know, so for me, I'm just thinking there are people in and out of my office. They're grabbing that. I actually kept candy out, like you know, in a in a jar so they didn't have to go dig through the drawer to get their candy. But um, that's because they were constantly in my office for stuff. And with joy, I'm like, I've seen no one except for the admin every once in a while. come in. I'm like, why does she have <laughs> those are for her? It has to be for her. So yeah. I didn't and also this bag, like she sends like, to him oh, is, is already opened. Like, cause when he gets it, it's already opened. Yeah. This bag. So she was obviously like, that's her, her one she's halfway through. Um, <laughs> but they, they must have got some kind of, like, product placement money for this, because, like, obviously it's mm. such a big plot point, the M&Ms. Yeah. 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 I don't, like, <laughs> M&Ms are the best. I've got M&Ms really in front of me right now. 
Yeah, yeah so we good. have regular ones, peanut ones, and um, peanut butter ones. <laughs> I think we said as well, Rebecca and I, while watching this episode, like, can you imagine Danny's reaction if he ever walked into, like, a Publix or, like, a, a, a oh supermarket, God. like, now, after 15 years of being away, at the variety of M&Ms available now? He'd be like, <laughs> <gasps> pretzel M&Ms, mint birthday cake? <laughs> I could see him it's just little, going for the plain ones and being open. like, oh, purist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just an M&M hipster. I mean, I mean between that and the different flavors of Oreo cookies, like... <laughs> oh, and Pop-Tarts, wow. Yeah, yeah. mind-blown. Yeah. <laughs> um, so she obviously uh, sends these chocolates to the hospital. Were you guys like, why, what, why is she sending chocolates to the hospital? Like, did you guys get this, like, guess at all what was going to happen? <laughs> No. <laughs> uh, I was very confused at this as well. Uh, I, I figured there was some connection between her and Danny about them. but yeah. I just thought it was a goddamn waste of chocolate. Like... <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's just her peace offering. She's like, oh, I shoved you in a mental hospital. Here, have some minimums. <laughs> have some chocolate. I feel bad. I won't give you a nice new packet. I'll give you this half empty one. <laughs> um, so in the next scene, Colleen is in the dojo and she's practicing with her katana. And this is when Ward appears with the paperwork, and he's like, "Hey, fifty grand, gimme, gimme, sign this paperwork. Yeah. Tell, tell, tell us that uh, Danny threatened you. Uh, yeah, it's kind of horrible." And this is where um, she's wearing the fun bra. Yes, I love this. I love this sports bra. It's really cute. It's it's super adorable. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Dangerous. Um, super adorable. <laughs> <laughs> um. So in the next scene, Danny is meditating and doing some Tai Chi in his room and he gets a flashback again to the mountain. But the plane crash interrupts again and we see Misha Collins again, uh, I think. (laughs) And uh, that stops uh, his focus. Then the M&Ms get delivered and Danny smiles and begins to sort them out and to remove the brown M&Ms. And, and it looks uh, like a crazy person, like, with that smile. <laughs> and so there's obviously, like, one of the doctors is going to walk past and be like, okay, and he's also got OCD. Uh, well, add that to his list. <laughs> um, I think Rebecca and I were joking as well at this point, because obviously we were saying about some of the controversy with the show. People were saying it was racist, and we were like, this show is racist. It's racist against the brown M&Ms. <laughs> oh, man. God damn it. Oh, so what is wrong with the brown M&M's? Like, all M&M's taste the same. They're the best. Ugh, and also, he put it on his bed, and some of them rolled to his feet. I just... <laughs> Tell me, did you go... <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Joy, don't eat those M&M's. <laughs> <laughs> don't eat the brown ones. Well, he, he keeps the brown ones, though, so I wonder yeah. if he eats them. Because he doesn't send them back to her. Right. Maybe he gives them to Simon. <laughs> or to Dink. <laughs> Simon, don't eat those M&Ms. <laughs> <laughs> like, He's like, ding, ding. I gave you these, I, I've got these M&Ms. They haven't been anywhere near my feet. Don't worry. Here you go. <laughs> they look like poop. Um, good. <laughs> <laughs> so in the next scene, Colleen visits Danny in the hospital and she's wearing her tiger jacket that I love oh, and I want. So I yeah. love this jacket oh. so much. I want it. I can't wear it because I have red hair and it will clash in my hair, but I want it. Um, it's so cute. What if it uh, and Danny, black? Oh, it'd be so cool. But instead of a tiger, it's a red panda. Oh, oh. best ever. 
it might not be as badass, but it'd be adorable. <laughs> <laughs> it won't strike fear in people. It'll be like, oh, look at the cuddly jacket. <laughs> um, Danny's like holding his head because obviously he's on a, a lot of drugs at this point. And when this is where Colleen uh, shows him the paperwork and asks him about it. And this is when she's like, oh, so when you said you're Danny, you're that Danny Rand. <laughs> huh. Uh, and then he asks her to deliver the M&M's to Joy. <laughs> yeah. And she does and... it. I was just like, you're a good friend. Because yeah. after only meeting Danny two times now, and him <laughs> like, I would almost feel like he's responsible for all the crap that I'm probably about to go through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and do you want me to be your delivery bitch as well? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like all the stuff that, like, Claire Temple does for Daredevil in, like, season one. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then it's like, and then all the crap that she goes through since then <laughs> because of him. <laughs> Yeah. And it's like, this is why you're not in a relationship with her, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, so uh, this is when Joy empties the M&M's out and starts to cry. <laughs> and I was like, why is she crying at M&M's? What the hell? And this is probably why Colleen turns down the offer, because she's like, these Meachams yeah. are insane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's like, uh. I was just like, maybe she's crying because she's like, he didn't like my present. So they sent it back. <laughs> Um, but I I think that's quite a cool little detail because I think we all have like things you know with our childhood friends that only you and they would know about like these weird little things in terms of like little quirks you would do so I I like it you know it's kind of cool it's kind of like a good way of Joy being convinced that he is Danny (laughs) but she's starting to now sound just as crazy as him like the way she's reacting (laughs) yeah and Ward is not happy when he sees Colleen at the elevator. Yeah. Well, she also um, side eyes him like, "What else, dude?" <laughs> what else? I got my awesome, got my awesome tiger jacket. Yeah. Laters. <laughs> um, and I, this is where I put Ward does not get Joy's logic over M and M's. Oh dear. Uh, so Danny is in hospital still. The doc visits him. And this is when he asks him questions about Danny's childhood. And we also find out that Danny was homeschooled. So maybe that's also why he's kind of socially awkward, maybe. Because <laughs> he probably only knew, like, kid, kid-wise, he probably only knew, like, Joy and Ward. And Ward was a little shit, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And this is when the doc finally accepts that he's Danny. And then we think, oh, he's going to release him. Awesome. Danny, you've convinced him. And then Danny keeps talking and it's like, shut up, Danny. Stop it. Stop talking. (laughs) What is the, I think it's like, don't, don't talk past the close. Like once you close someone, they've bought something from you. Don't keep going. (laughs) But I, I, I do actually, I do like this about Danny. Like when he said to Colleen earlier and he said, I've only told you the truth. Yeah. Like, he has. Like, the only time he's really lied is when he lied about the passport, like, to anyone. I mean, he hasn't really lied at all. And he's and... terrible at that, so that's probably why. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I, I like the fact that he is completely honest, because I, I I, do think it's... it's um, and I can't remember if I've discussed this with you already, Tammy, but I think it's it makes him kind of refreshing in that he's very naive, and he is quite childlike, and he's quite trusting, you know, obviously when he arrived. But yeah. that is is a nice counterpoint to say Jessica and Matt who are much more cynical, particularly Jessica and even Luke in some respect. So I think you do need this in that 
you've got this character who is is completely different. I don't want them all to be dark and tortured. And obviously Danny has some darker stuff going on, but I think this makes him different. It separates him from the, the rest of the characters. Yeah, I mean, and I don't mind him not lying and being kind of naive in that sense. I do enjoy that, but he doesn't have to keep talking either. <laughs> Like, yeah. <laughs> if he just stop talking, he wouldn't be lying. He just would yes talking. Because <laughs> he wasn't asked about Crane Mother and all of that. Like, he wasn't asked about <laughs> Well, this is where we learn a little bit about where he's been. So, for for you guys, if you're not familiar, like, with the comics. So, he says that he, he was in Kunlun. Kunlun is in another dimension. <laughs> it appears every 15 years, more or less. And if he focuses his chi, he can summon the Iron Fist. And he is the Iron Fist and can summon the Iron Fist. And remember, Tammy, last week when I said that Danny likes to hug things? Yeah. <laughs> because Joy yeah. walked into her office last week and he was hugging a cushion. He's sitting hugging his back. He's yeah. a hugger. <laughs> yeah. He likes hugging stuff. You'll see how many times in this series he looks like, and I don't know if you noticed this, um, Caitlin, how many times Danny just looks like he wants to hug someone. Yeah, he's a puppy. <laughs> He'll be standing next to someone and you're like, he's about to hug them. <laughs> he's going to hug this guy any minute. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, but, and I do, I have them in my notes as well. I, I have to give props that Finn Jones delivers this exposition completely straight laced oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. because it does sound insane you know yeah. and he delivers it really um really earnestly you know and it's just like yeah this is totally where i was and and everything and it's not like tongue-in-cheek at all and i think that's that's good they're not like oh yeah you know whatever it's because uh, this is the obviously the character's mythology and i like that it is dealt with completely straight mm-hmm. um obviously the doctor thinks that danny has anxiety disorder with psychotic features yeah and Danny's like, oh, oh crap! I should have been quiet. <laughs> uh, and he's like, okay, show me the uh, the Iron Fist then. And Danny's like, I I can't. Oh, I, I can't. Oh. I I can't summon him right now. Um, he's busy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't perform on drugs. <laughs> oh, oh, that doctor's heard that before. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes, he has. <laughs> So Harold is watching and is probably thinking, what the hell? Uh, meanwhile, Kyle uh, has been uh, researching Iron Fist all night and found a beer and clothing line named Iron Fist. <laughs> I also found the beer and clothing line named Iron Fist. Nice. Well, um, friend of the show, Vicky, who's a previous guest, has a pair of shoes oh, uh, from the bre- from the line Iron Fist. <gasps> um, I'm pretty sure they were, but it was well, they were made by Iron Fist. But it's uh, basically the line of shoes they are are the uh, they're done by um, they're, they're the shoes. They're something to do with RuPaul, so they're basically the oh. shoes that a lot of drag queens wear because Vicky has very big feet. I'm throwing that out there. So they're <laughs> shoes designed for men who wear sh- heels, and they are the most fabulous shoes you've ever seen. They have something like eight inch heels, mm. and they're covered in uh, in sequins, and they're like the stars and stripes flag. They're amazing. Yeah, I um, yeah. I posted the website for the Iron Fist clothing line, and oh cool, um, on our Facebook page. And these shoes on there are incredible. I'm like, yeah, I want so many of those shoes. I want so many of them. <laughs> They're so cool. They have these yeah. cute black platforms that have like little bat wings on them. Oh my god, there's and Aww. like this huge buckle, like they're pilgrim shoes, but then bat wings coming off of them. <laughs> <laughs> 
So uh, let the listeners know when your birthday is, Tammy. Uh, December 30th. It's a long time from now. <laughs> <laughs> so start yeah, saving you your have, pennies now, listeners. I mean, you don't have to wait. You, I mean, why wait? Every day's, every day's special. <laughs> <laughs> Look, as Dale Cooper said in Twin Pigs, you should give yourself a gift every day. Of course, that means, Tammy, you have to buy these shoes yourself. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, taking me down again. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he does. So uh, Ward and Joy are in a meeting about real estate, and Ward gets a text from Frank Enstein. <laughs> I mean, okay, that's kind of funny, but I was like, really? Because I just imagine like Joy, like looking through his phone and being like, uh, "Who the hell is that? Like, why just put a different, like, a fake name? You know?" Yeah. I don't know. Why not just put Frankenfurter if you're going Frankenstein? <laughs> you can pretend it's Tim Curry. <laughs> um, so Harold wants uh, Ward to have Danny move tonight. Um, but Ward kind of says that he won't kill him and seems to hint that maybe Harold has killed people in the past or got people to kill for him. Um, and Harold wants uh, Danny somewhere else, somewhere safe, uh, maybe the house on Long Island that they own. Uh, Ward reluctantly agrees and he pops another pill. Um, so they go to move Danny the orderly comes in with a straight jacket to move him and instead takes Danny into a cell where Dink and friends are waiting yeah. <laughs> oh. it's a very weird reveal of him going in I, the way it's shot is very strange like it, it doesn't like, I, I wish that they had done it almost a bit weirder so it was completely from Danny's point of view as he's kind of not entirely lucid and he suddenly realizes he's in the room with these guys instead it's you like know? they go back and forth between danny's point of view and you know looking in on what's happening which yeah. would be fine if when we were danny's point of view it went in and out of lucidity and when we were mm-hmm. just looking in it stayed you know stable and yeah whatever. but yeah. that's not what happened it was always continuously going in and out of focus and i was yeah. like we're not drug. Danny's drug. <laughs> <laughs> Are we Danny? <laughs> I, I looked at my hand. Am I iron fist? What's happening? Am I, I? Is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? <laughs> um, and of course, like Dink and those guys do the thing that heavies always do when they're sent by someone. They go, Ward Meacham sends his regards. <laughs> okay. Like, why do they have to know who it is before they die? Like, they're going to kill him, you know what I mean? Yeah. Supposedly. Why tell the guy? Like, wh- why? I don't understand. I feel like that that doesn't actually happen in real life, right? Right, guys? Hey. Every time I kill someone, I tell them that know. I, you know. Yeah. <laughs> hey, murderers, uh, tell us. Uh, are, you a, are you a crime boss listening to our podcast? Uh, write in. Let us know. Can you do this? We want to know. Do you give long monologues before killing somebody? Do you say your name? (laughs) (laughs) So obviously we heard earlier that Danny said that he only really came alive when he was fighting. So I think that kind of explains here why he suddenly gains control, Um, which is something I only picked up on the second time I saw this episode, because the first time I was like, oh, he got over those drugs really quick. He just suddenly seems to be like, ha ha. But it makes more sense once you know that he said he sort of came alive under duress. Um, and I love that shot of his fist glowing under the straight jacket. Mm-hmm. I thought that was great. I kind of like when they're beating him up and he starts smiling. 
It's creepy, yeah. but it's very effective. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he sees the little hawk fly across the moon, and it's like, oh. <laughs> we have to give that hawk a name. He keeps showing up. I, I'm not. Hawky. Yeah, I'm going to say that. <laughs> That's the only name I could think of. the name I was going to give him, and then just say, I'm terrible at giving names. <laughs> <laughs> so, in this scene, obviously he takes all these guys out, and then he heads um, past Simon. Harold and Simon are watching, and uh, we finally get the Iron Fist, and he punches the shit out of the wall and laughs and steps outside in his bare feet, Tammy. (laughs) So what did you guys think of the sort of reveal of the the Iron Fist? It was awesome. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, it was a great way to do it. I loved it. Yeah, I loved it as well. It's kind of I, I like. It's very um, based on the. Um, I think the Immortal Iron Fist. I think is the series that's a very mm. famous Iron Fist series where there's a cover of his his hand like glowing and you can see the tendons mm. in it and that's kind of what this looks like. Sometimes in comics you see it where it looks more like there's a flame around the fist, mm-hmm. but I like this that it's actually his hand glowing. It's not like a force field around it. I thought it was really cool. Uh, and to clarify, yeah, really he's wearing sneakers. He's, he's not very Oh, is he? Ah, <laughs> oh, Tammy, oh, I, that was a test, and you have passed. Thank <laughs> <laughs> You have passed Toe Watch for this week. Sorry, Caitlin, you were saying. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I was just going to follow up on what Claire was saying about how it looked like yeah, his tendons and stuff are glowing, which is really... It shows that kind of like the power comes from within Danny as opposed to like mm-hmm. yeah, an external force. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you very well put, Caitlin. You put exactly what I was thinking, but you put it much more uh, efficiently than I did. <laughs> eloquently than I did. Uh, yeah. Eloquently. Uh, okay. <laughs> yes. Eloquent. You're eloquently efficient, Caitlin. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna put that on my resume. Cool. <laughs> So, um, are you guys ready? We're almost at Easter. Are you guys ready for some Easter eggs? I have quite a few this week. Okay, so um, the name on the fake passport that uh, uh, Danny has is John Anderson. Um, The only reference people can find (laughs) that they don't think this name came from is apparently uh, in 2003, there was a guy who lived in Peter Parker's apartment block for a bit in the comics called John Anderson. I don't think this is a, like a homage to him. So it just seems to be a name, but people did uh, mention that. Um, the Danny says uh, the order of the crane mother and the crane mother is a character from the comics that ever since daredevil season one, a lot of fans have speculated that could be the real identity of Madame Gao. Oh. So if that was true, then Danny was, in the order of Madame Gao, which is kind of interesting. Whoa. Um, mm. uh, Danny makes a remark about being the immortal Iron Fist. Um, that is a reference to the the comic, The Immortal Iron Fist, by Ed Brubaker, Matt Fraction, and David Adger, and some others, which I mentioned a minute ago. Also, the immortal Iron Fist doesn't mean that he is an immortal, as in lives forever. It's that he's the latest in a long line of Iron Fists that oh, go back okay. in immortality. I was wondering about that. Yeah, okay. Um, there's a reference to the incident in the episode. Uh, obviously, the incident we know is uh, the events at the end of the Avengers movie, the first Avengers movie. Yep. Um, the monks and Danny in Danny's flashback wear yellow and green robes. Yellow and green is the color, the traditional color of Danny of the Iron Fist costume. Um, so look out for yellow and green in this series. Um, 
Daryl, who is one of Colleen Wing's students, we have seen before. Do you guys remember where? You won't, honestly, no. don't worry. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, well, he will come up again in Iron Fist, so we'll see him again. Um, Daryl was in episode 10 of Luke Cage, and he was arrested by a police officer um, after uh, Luke Cage was framed for the cop killing. Mm. So, you know, like when... Um, uh, uh, Diamondback killed the cop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he was like, he was arrested apparently. I don't remember seeing him in it, oh. but he was in it. And it was the same actor whose name is uh, Marky uh, Rodriguez. Um, so, he, yeah, so basically it's the same character in both Luke Cage and Iron Fist, which is kind of cool. That's fine. Um, and then just one last bit of trivia. Um, Danny mentions uh, Kunlun as being one of the seven capital cities of heaven. In the comics, the seven capital cities are Kunlun, Kunzi, the Kingdom of Spiders, <laughs> that one's Tammy's favourite, uh, Tiger Island, uh, which is my favourite, Undercity, Zagambo, Peng, Peng, and Penglei. I think I said that right, Penglei, Penglei. Uh, there is also the eighth city. Uh, and also, every 88 years, the cities come together and they form the heart of heaven. Hmm. Mm. So there's your Easter eggs. I hope you're nice and full. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. Uh, so now it is time for quotes. And I'm going to do one first. And it's not so much the quote, but what I imagine Danny's saying at the end of the quote, even though he, I think he says it in his mind, which is, they were warrior monks. Duh. Because <laughs> he just looks like his face is like, uh, warrior monks, obviously. It made me laugh. Uh, Caitlin, do you have any quotes? Yeah, actually, it's sort of a similar kind of Danny one. And he's like, I am that ki- okay. rich kid who died in a plane crash. Okay, obviously I didn't die. <laughs> <laughs> Tammy, do you have any quotes? I did, somewhere. Hold on. I think you have a Colleen quote, don't yeah, you? Yeah, somewhere. I just don't know where it went. Oh, yeah. Uh, you move about as fast as a pig, swimming in gravy... <laughs> <laughs> she took so long to, like, she wanted to put more out there, but she just was like, what would make a pig slower? I guess swimming is, what, yeah. gravy? <laughs> she, <laughs> she's like, you swim as fast as a pig, or you move as fast as a pig swimming in gravy, and there's such a long pause, and I'm thinking, and you insult as fast as a pig swimming in gravy. Because <laughs> it's a really, like, yeah, it's very strange. I like it, though. And she says that one of the others sounds like a fat duck and the other one has garlic breath. I've got another quote. It's from Simon. I was just saying hello to the new guy. (laughs) With a fork to his neck. I think that's all the quotes I have from this one. Uh, Do you guys have any more? Uh, Um, Ward to Colleen. A bit of money would really bring this place up a notch. (laughs) (laughs) What an arse. He's such an asshole. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> oh, and Joyce, this is definitely proof. <laughs> yes. I laughed so hard. She... <laughs> I imagine you laughing at that because that just sounds like, like um, Fox Mulder logic yes. and we've just covered all of X-Files. Yeah. <laughs> I could just imagine Mulder like, like showing Scully some M&Ms and going, look, it's proof, Scully, yeah. proof. <laughs> No Mulder. No, it's not. <laughs> oh. oh, man. So we have, like, all the feedback this week. Like, so much feedback. Mm. So I hope you guys are happy to read something. For sure. Because otherwise, I will be a mute for next week. 
Um, let's have a look. So we actually have some delayed um, feedback for last week from Nutras regarding episode one. Does someone want to read this? Um, I don't know if I missed recording for the first episode, but you did. But that's OK. We, we forgive you. <laughs> Um, first episode is okay. Not as good as the other shows, but I'm giving it a fair shake. It's slow going. And I really feel like Danny, uh, doesn't know how to do this. Like talk to people or remind old friends who he is. I'm already irked at a few things, but I'm sure I'll have a chance to complain as the series goes on. (laughs) Uh, I really like the friend he makes in the park. Poor guy. I think Finn Jones Aww. is doing an okay job, and I swear all the other actors were, I'm going to say cast, not cat, but they would be adorable as cats. <laughs> all the other actors were cats. Oh, uh, <laughs> And he's a puppy. Which <laughs> <laughs> makes all the sense now. Why he's, he's so out of sorts. <laughs> um, I, I, let's see. I swear all the uh, other actors were cast because they couldn't get someone else in mind. Ward equals... Uh, Boo Boo Bobo Christian Bale. <laughs> he is quite Christian Bale in uh, in uh, American Psycho. Mm. Uh, his dad equals Bobo Aaron Eckhart. What's Bobo? Oh, is in like I'm guessing like poor man's version. I guess it probably stands for something, and I just don't know. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I'm old guy. Bobo just I makes me think of like Bobo tea. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't think Joy knows ha- knows dad is alive. And then that was. Mm. Thank you. I don't think she does. Thank you, Natty. I think she's completely. Yeah, I don't think she does. I was saying about cats and dogs as well. I think while we were watching the <laughs> the, the show, uh, Rebecca and I joked that obviously if Danny was a dog, he'd be Doggy Rand, <laughs> uh, the Iron Paw, and Colleen Wing would be a cat, and she'd be Clawleen Wing. <laughs> terrible, I know. Nice. Yeah, I'm casting all the all the characters in these shows as cats and dogs. Nice. Obviously, the best one is uh, Mutt Murdog. <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, oh, okay. Also, with Nutty, she drew the picture of Iron Fist and Luke Cage in a teacup, and it was amazing. Oh, she did! Oh, yes! Because we were, yes, with the, uh, talking about them at Disney at Disney World. Yeah. Yes, thank you so much, Nutty. That was so cute. It was amazing. <laughs> and I think, like, um, Iron Fist has just got his arms in the air, because, yeah. like, Luke Cage is controlling it, and Danny's just like, wee! <laughs> Which, yeah, is totally how it would work. <laughs> totally how that would work. Uh, Nutty also gave me the most um, adorable drawing when I met her a couple of years ago of um, Rory the Dragon. Yes. One of her characters dressed as Daredevil, and it's on my desk in front of me now, and I love it. It's so cute. Um, okay, so next email is from Connor, and this is for episode one and two, <coughs> and it's quite long. Uh, Hello there, my name is Connor, but I'm sure you know that because the email is telling you, and we've interacted before. <laughs> Anywho... <laughs> Anywho, long-time Iron Fist fan, shameless plug for my Iron Fist podcast. <laughs> That's fine, don't worry, Connor. Here are just some thoughts on the first two episodes on the show. Uh, so, the opening credits. I was surprised at the lack of green as well, but I loved it and it grew on me. I agree. I love how it starts off in the cold mountains, assuming Kun Lun, then transitions to New York. I didn't pick up on the colour representing his new outfit either, my thoughts were that the colour scheme represented how cold and harsh Danny's training in Snowy Kunlun was, and how cold and harsh his existence is too, I suppose. It also gave me Thunderer vibes, but that's a stretch. I feel like this opening represents the themes and feeling of the show more than Greenwood. 
I can understand that. No, I get that. Yeah, it is quite a cold, a cold opening. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, I do agree as well that it, it definitely grew on me as I watch more episodes. Um, I felt the first episode was the weakest pilot of all the shows. I think that the second episode should have served as the pilot, yeah. with a lot of the elements from the first episode coming after. For instance, I think having him put in an asylum straight away after he breaks into Rand would have been good, but I understand I'm in the minority with loving the second episode. I kind of agree with that, and that's what we yeah. like discussed before, as you, like, you, you just agreed as well, Tammy. I think the main thing is that obviously it wouldn't have set up his uh, meeting Colleen and her kind of helping him but i guess he could have met her after escaping there yeah i don't know we'll have to see um speaking of the second episode i really loved it i'm a sucker for mental ward slash asylum episodes and it even turned into a bit of a horror show with no one believing he was who he said he was everyone thinking he's crazy and the drugs keeping him trapped lastly the fighting i've studied korean martial arts Tang Sudo and Hapkido, hope I said that right, Hapkido, for about 10 years, last, uh, last couple on and off. And I've been boxing for about two years. I'm not training either consistently right now, but you don't need my life story. I just feel dirty <laughs> for saying I was currently active. <laughs> I appreciate that, Connor. Thank you. <laughs> um, anyway, I thought the fighting was fine. My only problem is the editing of some of the fights. Danny Rand isn't an acrobatic judo parkour capoeira boxing damn brawler like Daredevil. He just does kung fu. In the show, anyway. In the comics, he does pretty much uh, everything pretty much nowadays. A lot of kung fu made its way into Tang Soo Do, so I recognise a lot of the stuff he does. The fight scenes are clean and good with actual technique. Are they realistic? Hell no, but neither is Daredevil, and the two shouldn't be compared as they are completely different styles, which is why I'm really hoping for a Matt and Danny fight scene in The Defenders. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. Oh, I want that. Anyway, sorry for the rambling long email. Good work on the show. So far. (laughs) That was him, by the way, not me. P.S. About Iron Fist creation, it was the Kung Fu phase, but he was also heavily inspired by 30s pulp comics, specifically The Amazing Man, who has a very similar origin. Oh, and his Iron Fist power is pretty much from a film called Five Fingers of Death, where the main character gains this power through the ritual of the Iron Fist and can make his hand glow, read and punch the crap out of things like walls with it. PPS, sorry for the longish email. (laughs) Connor. Thank you, you, Connor. (laughs) And by the way, his uh, his um, podcast was Sons of the Dragon, the Immortal Iron Fist podcast. So a little shout out to his podcast. Thank you, Connor. That's really cool hearing, like, again, some of the um, the inspirations for the character, because, as I said, I'm not as familiar with Iron Fist as I am with some others. Uh, right. So we have another email from Nutty. Caitlin, do you want to do this one? Yeah. Thank you. We have so much feedback this, this week, guys. I love it. Thank you, guys. Um Okay, that one is from Nutty and begins with I'm still okay with the show. Okay. Uh, okay. I'm still okay with the show, but I mistaked it the whole time. Like, is that Mystery 3000? 3, Mystery Theater 3000? I think that's. I guess, yeah. Yeah, yeah I guess. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. Because that one has just been rebooted as well. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, I don't know what she means by that, but yeah. Um, um, I guess she was just commenting on any anything she saw in the show. Oh yeah, yeah. okay. That she, I mean, we did that as well, Nutty, when I watched it with Rebecca. But mostly, it was talking about how Danny Rand is a mm. puppy and likes to hug things. <laughs> okay, 
continuing. And then I got really annoyed at their psych ward. Worst locked ward ever. <laughs> they do not okay. shove meds yes. down someone's throat and force them to swallow. Major choking hazard. If someone doesn't uh, wave to take meds, they will IV them. Mm-hmm. They will check your cheeks after you swallow meds to be sure you swallowed. Straight jackets aren't used at all. Those have been illegal for a while. They attempted to show a seated wrap when they restrained Danny in the doctor's office, but only the guy on the left was close. The guy on the right was in perfect biting position, as in they would get bitten. No direct, oh, yeah, true. Yeah, no direct care worker would place themselves there, and they certainly couldn't hold him down that way. I guess maybe with the straight jacket, they use that because they don't really care that you know if it, if it was illegal they don't really care because they're taking him to go and kill him anyway yeah so you know who kind of cares if they put him in the straitjacket as well they have to have him restrained so i guess i could kind of understand that but i do agree that it's the it's the worst locked ward ever. <laughs> like other patients can just come in and undo your straps for you <laughs> okay continuing Colleen is doing what? Training her students to be a hit squad? What is that training doing? Worst sensei ever. Fat shaming everyone. <laughs> Get over it. <laughs> Couple of things wrong with the Lado, the martial art she's practicing with a sword. Uh, and some things right. Some movements right. Stances, no. Wearing things a white lady would wear to yoga while practicing her cuts? <laughs> no. It'd be seen as very disrespectful. Uh, Lado. Am I saying right? right? I think I think it's I, I think it's Aedo. Aedo. I think oh, it's an, it's an I. I. Sorry. Okay, okay. I think I think it is. Yeah. Okay. Aedo people are super strict uh, about certain things. About yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like if they're gi uniform. Forgive my pronunciations, please. <laughs> and hakama. No, that's fine. That's fine. Don't worry. Okay. Hakama. Fluffy pants that look like a skirt don't match. It's bad. They laugh at other arts that use mismatched attire. Yeah. She teaches almost all Japanese arts and Taekwondo. Taekwondo is a Korean art, and odd that it's that's one that Jap- that it's that one, not Japanese. Of course, she might have listed others, but she's teaching all of those in New York and struggling to pay rent. Please, I don't buy it. Also, training in that many martial arts make me wonder if she's good at any. <laughs> Generally, teaching so many is a sign you're a McDojo. Oh, I love that term, McDojo. I'm sorry. <laughs> There are other. It's true. Well, yeah. I mean, like she, we know she's not doing kung fu because Danny's suggesting kung fu, yeah. but um, we don't know sort of what else she's teaching. Okay, there are other things, but I'll space my rants out. <laughs> so, Dad is worried about the hand. Interesting. I'm sure Joy didn't know he's alive. Danny said he was a living weapon, like the kid Stock killed in Daredevil season one. Oh, Stick killed Stick. in Daredevil. Yes. Uh, oh, the the yeah. um, Black Sky. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the message on the window from the other side. Spooky. Yeah. Dad knew what was up. Ward is an idiot. He helped Danny get out of the worst locked ward ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and in reality, uh, he'd be at Bellevue, but I'm sure they don't want their name used for the worst locked ward ever. <laughs> um, I really liked the M&M's thing. It was really cute. And Joyce seriously likes her M&M's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ward is an idiot. All Colleen needed was to turn that check over with the unsigned documents to the cops to show witness tampering to the cops or use her fo- phone to record their conversation. Yeah, she could have, like, and she probably could have got, like, way more than 50 grand out of him. Yeah, well. true. <laughs> That's yeah. what I kept thinking. I was like, uh, I'd be like, um, yeah, three million. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> I liked Simon. Uh, was that his name? The guy who tried to kill Danny? Uh, no, Jing tried to kill Danny. Oh, well, Simon did try to kill yeah. Danny at the oh, start. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> what was the- everyone tried to kill Danny? 
<laughs> okay. Um, I think this is what is it about actual mentally ill people in the show that makes me like them? Okay. It's a good question. Thank you, Nutty. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I think Danny's definitely got something going on. Well, I think they all do. Matt, Jessica. Yeah. <laughs> They're all messed up. As as my, my portraits of Marvel characters with um, invisible disabilities that I did recently proved, there's a lot of them, mm. you know, which I like is one reason I like Marvel over DC. Oh, yeah. Which, you know, I could get into all day. Anyway, uh, we have an email from Sedna. Tammy, you're on Melwatch. Uh, I cannot read them like Mel because she's amazing. At- it's a very at- short one. Uh, well, I didn't say I can't read them. <laughs> I just can't read them. Like <laughs> 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 we know this is Mel's job. I mean, I would ring up Mel, Sedna, and get her to just read your email. <laughs> but I don't know where do. she is. She's running around Canada somewhere. We send them back. Well, she's running around Kunlun, I mean, training. And we force yeah. Mel to send us feedback. <laughs> <laughs> Just read this. Well, I should say on a previous podcast that Tammy, Mel and I did, uh, CarniCast, occasionally I would get Mel to just randomly say words that I couldn't pronounce and then edit it in. So I would suddenly become a Canadian. That's awesome. Oh, I forgot about that. It's hilarious. Uh, It's a very short one. Uh, Hiya, lovely peeps. I'm seven episodes in and finding it very hard to care about Danny. Wow, seven episodes. Aww. Uh, like yeah. I do Luke, Jessica, and the actual fictional love of my life, Matt. <laughs> Even when he's enduring horrible psychiatric treatment. Might go into the reasons another time. We'll enjoy your podcast as always. Much love, Sedna. Thank you, Sedna. Oh, thank you, Sedna. Thank you. And Sedna's going to be on an episode, oh, I think. Exciting. I think. I know. I can't. Oh, maybe I've promised something that's not going to happen now. Uh, I need to check my, uh, my schedule. I'm sorry. Um, Fake <laughs> I'd love to know like more about like in episodes coming up before episode seven, like what it is that that is that makes you kind of not really care about Danny because I'm kind of interested in how people see him as a protagonist. Mm. So please share your thoughts. Um, okay, we have a voicemail from Moira. Hey, Defenders Podcast, it's Moira here. I thought I'd send you some feedback for episode two of Iron Fist. So. My husband and I kind of stumbled across this because we were trying to watch a movie on Netflix and it kept uh, imploding and going offline and I googled it and it said, you know, if you just switch to a different show for a bit um, and then come back to what you want to watch, then oftentimes it'll work. So we look at Netflix and say, okay, what else can we watch for a bit? And and I see Iron Fist and I thought, oh, hey, I, I want to start watching that. Let's just watch the first episode. Well, next thing you know... We get entranced with it and ended up watching the first two, actually, and never did go back to try to watch the movie that we were supposed to see. Um, So despite uh, what you guys were saying in in last week's episode about uh, the critics giving this this show a hard time, um, I actually found that I was interested in it. Like, on its own merit, I thought it was a neat premise. Somebody just, you know, comes back after 15 years and... uh, how is he going to make anybody believe who he is? All of that to me was quite intriguing. And and I like the barefoot character. I uh, 
Anyway, I point is, I enjoyed it. I don't care what the critics said. I've only seen the first two episodes. I haven't watched ahead. So who knows? Maybe it'll get terrible later. I have no idea, but so far, so good. Um, Joy is terribly inappropriately named. She is very joyless. I hope that she lightens up. But I love in this episode the whole bit about the M&Ms. That was really, really sweet and really adorable. Plus, she's got a heart. She's been feeling guilty all along, thinking that, really, Danny is who he says he is. And so uh, it was nice to see her um, believe him. Um... Uh, Ward is just a tool. He's Billy's a kid, and he's still Billy's a grown-up, and he's just annoying. And uh, do not mess with Colleen Wing, because I know nothing about the Colleen Wing character other than I know you guys, meaning Claire, love her. Um, but I love her. <laughs> you know, what I've seen of her, I, I adore. And I like the way she's full of integrity and kick-ass, and she's smart. She's a smart cookie. Um, so I'd like to learn more about her backstory. Um, oh, but the one redeeming feature of Ward is I found it hilarious... Uh, the name he had in his phone for his dad. <laughs> I hope you caught that. You must have caught that. Anyway, I won't say it. I won't spoil it in case you didn't. You can go back and look. Um, and his dad. Oh, my God. What happened to Faramir? I much more preferred you as Faramir. Um, my Lord of the Rings fandom is showing, but too bad. Anyway, however, he, the actor is doing a good job in the role. Um, and his poor little sidekick ass- assistant is so... Uh, oh, he's just... He's just such a, a whipping boy. It's amazing. Um, terrifying. Oh, yeah, and what is his deal? What is Daddy's deal? So he's faked his death. He's hanging out in the penthouse in what looks to be um, the Empire State Building or something. And is he actually agoraphobic or, or you know, what's the deal? So, see, I, I don't know any of this because, as you guys know, I know nothing about this universe. And so... I will be interested to find out uh, if that is explained at some point. So, bottom line, for me, uh, I'm enjoying this. This has been fun, and I will keep watching, probably with my husband. So, uh, yeah, hope to send you some more feedback. Anyway, great job as usual. Always fun to hear your voices again. I've missed you. Um, oh, and hey, sorry about not setting anything toward the end of uh, Luke Cage. It, you know, oddly... I had two episodes left to go, and for some reason I just got completely distracted, and it took me forever to get back to it. By then, you were long since done, so ha, my loss. Anyway, take care. Till next time. Bye for now. <laughs> Thank you, Moira. Uh, okay, and I think that is all our feedback. We got so much feedback for this week. I love you guys. You're all awesome. And we even have feedback already from Nutty for next week. Wow. Um, so that was our feedback. So now it's time to rate this episode, guys. Wait. So, Caitlin, you are our guest. Uh, I was going to say our guest with the most, but that would be host with the most. <laughs> you are our guest with the most as well. <laughs> so, the guest is with the mostest. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what's happening at the moment. Uh, so you can rate first. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, okay. Oh, man, I I'm really loving the episode so far. Like both of them are top notch. Just because I love exploring Danny's character. I I don't haven't really found a lot of fault with the episode so far because I'm just still unwrapping all the all the pieces of the puzzle. Um, mm-hmm. I, but I was a little frustrated that like Danny was in the psych, psych ward the whole episode. But I think it was worth it for that big reveal at the end. Um, I'd probably give it, um, I think, eight and a half, uh, I don't know, feet M&Ms out of ten. <laughs> ah! Oh, no! <laughs> okay, cool. Um, Tammy, I love that all of our scores so far in this podcast have been based on feet. <laughs> I'm going to change that up because... <laughs> um, yeah, I... It was an okay episode. Like I had mentioned before, I didn't mind being in the uh, 
mental hospital the whole episode especially because it ended with him getting out and i really really liked the way he got out that was really cool um mm-hmm. and i like the reveal of daddy me <laughs> somehow <laughs> being involved with the hand which is fun mm-hmm. um but i i don't know i think this this whole show is just a little more slow moving than i would like so mm-hmm. I really am kind of over the flashbacks, so hopefully <laughs> that those die down. Uh, but, you know, overall <laughs> I thought it was good. There was a lot of good things that outweighed some of what I felt were the negative aspects. I could see where um, Nutty would be very irritated with Colleen's stuff this episode. Um, <laughs> because I... I was thinking that, because no, Nutty knows a lot exactly. more about martial arts than I do, so I was anticipating that. Yeah, <laughs> I, um, but... Yeah, so I, I don't know anything about martial arts, so I I guess that I can't really get too irritated about it, but I'm irritated for her. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, so overall, I give this episode a 7.5 out of 10 synchronized pig gravy swimming. Yeah. <laughs> that just makes me think of, like, Miss Piggy yeah. synchronized <laughs> swimming. I don't know why. <laughs> so, um... So yeah, I I enjoyed this episode more than the pilot, although we didn't get as much uh, adorable puppy Danny Rand running around New York, which was always cute. Um, but I I do think that they could have kind of mushed up this episode and the pilot episode and cut a few things out and moved a few things around, and it would have made a much stronger pilot episode. Um, I love Colleen, um, particularly in the scene where she stands up to Ward. I thought she was great. Um, I love the reveal as well of Harold... Um, obviously knows something to do with the hand and when he's asking Danny for information in the in the hospital um, and that I love him escaping at the end I just wish that it had been somehow they could have done it where we were more kind of questioning Danny so yeah like almost like this episode was the pilot like yeah. you know we've kind of said before I think it would have been a bit stronger um, but you know, and I love the M&M thing as well because I back M&Ms now. <laughs> so I am going to uh, give it 7.5 out of 10. Uh, please send me all your brown M&Ms if you don't eat them. You will, because I will definitely eat them. <laughs> <laughs> so that gives this episode an average of... Uh, oh, it's not calculating. Uh, hang on. If I put in a zero, hopefully it will. Uh, calculating... Uh, no, it doesn't want to calculate. <laughs> so it's about it's about a seven point about seven point seven point seven something like that. Yeah, seven point eight. Um, so that's cool. Uh, so now, uh, lovely Caitlin, it is time. It's time to plug you. Yes, you. Uh, where can people? Just me as a great person. As a great. Do you know what, guys? Caitlin is a great person. She's a great friend. Um, <laughs> she's an awesome human being. I've hung out with her in London. It was great fun. Uh, no, where can people uh, find or hear more of you on the the interwebs? Particularly well, coming up very, very soon. soon. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, Twin Peaks is coming back soon, and you can find me with the soon to be returning Twin Peaks podcast. Yay! With Matt and yeah. Mel. Yeah, Matt and Mel. It's going to be Ooh. awesome. Yay. He's coming back from Kunlun just for that. Yeah, Mel comes back from Kunlun for Twin Peaks, but not for Iron Fist. I mean, just saying. Oh, just Tw- saying. Twin Peaks <laughs> itself is a cult, so I can understand she's brainwashed. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Mel's uh, also in the Black Lodge as well as Kunlun preparing for Twin Peaks. Are they cool. the same place? <gasps> oh, spoiler! 
<laughs> and uh, lovely co-host Tammy, where can people hear more of you? Uh, I can be found with you on Calvary okay. Fashion Cast. Yeah, we talk <laughs> about all the quantum leaps. Quantum leap and the fashions. <laughs> and oh, are there fashions? Nope. So many. Yeah. Uh, so next week, guys, uh, we'll be doing episode three, which is called Rolling Thunder Cannon Punch. <laughs> Any predictions? <laughs> I, <laughs> Rolling Thunder Cannon Punch? Yes. Um, I would love to see that move next week. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like Danny Rand unleashes his wrath onto New York City and just punches everybody. <laughs> He's just had enough. Like, he, like everyone was so rude to him when he came back. He's just like, well, I'm gonna release my unleash my wrath. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my hope for Danny is he does not go directly back to the rant. <laughs> to rant. <laughs> but uh, I feel like uh, those monks might have taught him fighting, but they did not teach him anything about. The <laughs> Or finding that chi at a relatively quick time, because I think he's going to go right back to, <laughs> to Rand Corporation. Danny, uh, if you go back not- to Rand, do not accept a cup of tea from them. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> what and if that was just the rest of the series? The M&Ms as well. <laughs> yes. <Like I> don't- <laughs> he just keeps going back, back to the hospital. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, Danny. Cool. Uh, Caitlin, would you like to take us out with an Excelsior? All right. Excelsior! Yay! Bye. Bye. Bye, bye! 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 Cool. Thank you for listening. You can comment and send feedback to us by emailing defenderspod at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash defenderspodcast or on Twitter at defenderspod. Defenders Podcast is created under a Creative Commons Attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0, unported international license. That means you can share it, you can send it to your friends, you just can't make any money off of it. You can't change it, and you have to link back to us and our site. Excelsior!